Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at newbalance.com. Welcome to TC Live. We are presented this week by Whole Foods. The rain coming down in Rome. Will it let us finish play today? Who knows? But until then, we've got you covered on TC Live. A lot to get to on the show after a quick exit in Madrid. Coco off to a hot start in Rome, dismissing a three-time major champion in the first round. Plus, the day one comeback trail went in different directions for a couple of major champions battling back from injury. And how do our experts feel about the latest move by Carlitos? Carlos Alcaraz on his road to Roland Garros. With that, we welcome you into our studios in Santa Monica, California. It's sunny here. It's warm in the studio. Steve Weissman alongside Grand Slam champion Chanda Rubin. We got the Hall of Famer Andy Roddick over on the big screen. We'll see if we can get you back out to Rome for the conclusion to Isla Tomjanovic, Camilla Georgi. Tomjanovic right now up a set and 4-2 in the second. But we are just two weeks away from the start of Roland Garros, Andy Roddick. What are you most looking forward to this week in Rome? Uh, well, I think as we continue to build towards it, uh, you know, how Rafa looks on the foot. I, I thought last week in Madrid was actually uh, what he needed, um, you know, had kind of cruised his first round and then had a couple of really tough matches, you know, throwing the loss aside. Obviously, you want to win anytime you step on the court. I think he needed those tough moments, needed to get his match fitness back. Uh, we'll look for him in Rome and obviously Novak's continuation of form. I thought he actually looked really good uh, last week in Madrid as well. Uh, not a lot of people are beating uh uh, old Chucky Alcaraz these days. So uh, I thought it was a productive week for both of those guys and some really good women's matchups early on. Radicanu and Drescu, uh, to one of one of the few. So uh, lots to be excited about in Rome this week. Yeah, Andy, I think it, you know it's no longer an upset if Carlos Alcaraz beats these guys. I think you have won that battle. You've had the last word. I will give it to you because uh, he's been incredible. And it'll be interesting to see as this next week builds, as Rome builds, for those players who didn't really get a lot of matches in, still trying to build, trying to find their form, and then the ones who did do well. Can they continue and kind of ride that balance? Because you don't want to leave it all out on the court. You want to kind of save it for the Grand Slam, but you also want to capitalize on these opportunities here. So nice little balance for some of the players. Carlitos, Charlie, now we got Chucky, a new <laughs> nickname for Alcaraz. Love that. And uh, by the way, it's not going to be an upset if Simona Halep wins in Rome this week. She brings some good memories into this event. It was just two years ago that she raised the trophy after getting to the final twice before. This was her 22nd career title and the last time she has reached a WTA 1000 final. Tough draw to start this year against Alize Cornet, the French woman leading their head-to-head 4-1, including Chanda, a win at the Australian Open this year. Yeah, Cornet is a tough competitor and Halep would not have taken this match for granted and sometimes that's good when you know you have to come out from the first ball, be ready to play hard, ready to compete and Halep she was able to do that very early in this match looking to step in using the forehand beautifully there she would attack returns winning almost 60% of second serve return points 
there are a lot of breaks of serve in this match, but you can kind of understand that between two really competitive players without a big serve, but it was Halep who often got the last word in terms of the movement department. This match was tight from start to finish, but it was Halep who just had that little extra gear she could go to. Beautiful hands there with the drop shot, and she just looks comfortable. She looks like she's gaining the confidence back, Halep, and maybe feeling like she's got a little more to prove. This is Simona Halep, I believe, 2.0, Steve. So it was nice to see her get through this one. Gets Danielle Collins next, but first, a chat with Prakash on our Tennis Channel desk. You had a losing record going in against your opponent. How did you reverse things? Well, I've been a little bit stressed because the last <laughs> match uh, I lost against her and was tough really one. important yeah. and tough one. Uh, so, um, yeah, but I knew what to expect. I played so many times against her. Today was uh, much better. Uh, I played what I had to do and um, I feel really pleased with the victory. It means a lot. A little bit stressed, got through that, no anxiety. Coco Goff looking to back up her semifinal run in Rome last year. Gets former world number one, three-time major champ Angie Kerber, Chanda. And in golf, she came out with fire in her eyes. She's got more firepower. Her serve, the first serve, was a real weapon. She had a number of double faults in this match, but... When she did get the first serve in, it just allowed her to play from such an aggressive position inside the court. That first set was very one-sided. Once she got that tucked away, she was able to relax a little bit more, and Kerber started playing a bit better. She started getting a few more opportunities, and I thought Coco Golf did a good job of holding her ground, holding her nerve, and just playing high-percentage tennis. Just a little more margin there towards the end of some of these points and makes it a pretty clean victory. Nearly doubled Kerber's winner total on the victory. Broke serve five times, and the German has now lost her last six matches in a row. Taking a look at the mini draw for Coco. Gets the winner of either 19-year-old Clara Tossen or Marta Kostiuk. And then you've got Maria Sakri awaiting the winner of Sloane Stevens and Ekaterina Alexandrova. Nice little draw here. Uh, Coco Goff right now at a career-high 15 in the world. She's actually Andy Roddick. The youngest player in the top 160. So she's doing pretty good. Uh, what makes her such a threat on this surface, the red clay? Yeah, I'm glad you pointed that out, Steve, because I think we take her for granted a little bit just because we've gotten to know her for, for a minute now, right? She's been around. It's got to be, what, three, four years since that that Wimbledon run. But I like uh, her forehand a little bit better on, on, the, on the slower surfaces when she has time to actually create her natural trajectory, which is a little bit more uh, of a loop. I think her serving out uh, a tough one today um, was, was good for her. I think on the heels of last week in Madrid where, um, you know, frankly, there's no other way to say it. Uh, and I love Coco, but her serve completely fell apart uh, at the end of the match uh, against, uh, against Halep last week. So for her to kind of take that lump, it wasn't pretty. It had to be some stressful conversations afterwards. And to come back and kind of uh, re-gauge re uh, everything and, and come out and play a really strong match against a uh, always tough out against Angie Kerber, um, I, I thought it was a great performance for Coco, especially there had to be a little bit of lingering scar tissue after last week's loss and the way it happened. On the screen, we have the question, are the eight double faults a concern? What do you think? Yeah, I think it's always a concern. I think, you know, that for an aggressive server who serve is a real weapon, you don't like that feeling, that uncertain feeling of not knowing when the double faults will start to creep in, when it could be a problem. I think golf has done a good job of mentally sort of resetting and refocusing, trying not to make it an issue. And she used her first serve beautifully throughout the match. I think she's going to have to continue to do that. This is a surface that I think she looks 
forward to getting back on each year. I mean, this is where she has a little bit more time, where her movement is even more of a factor. She can defend. She can go from defense to offense and can just feel a little bit more comfortable when she's under pressure. The serve, though, I think she's got to continue to go after it and the forehand as well. She has that little more time, but use these matches, use this time of year to really gain the confidence and kind of work on that aspect. But so much growth in, in the golf game, and I think there's more to come. She's a former junior champion at Roland Garros, and despite the double faults, at a career high, just 18 years old. On the men's side, first match on center court was a good one. Former Roland Garros champion Stan Wawrinka playing American Riley Opelka, who reached the semifinals here last year, Andy. Yeah, I was going to say, we forgot that he made a, a nice run here last year, Steve, with that one-two that we saw the kick serve gets up. Uh, and normally, Opelka setting a break up. You say, hey, big guy, let's just uh, cruise on home. Had an opportunity to go up a double break, so at that point, he's cruising. But Stan Walringa didn't win three majors by accident. The guy's an absolute competitor. He will fight to the end. And these are the type of matches where if you turn him around, Steve, you might find a little form. Heading into the third set, uh, Stan firmly in the driver's seat as far as momentum goes. And that's vintage. That's like a 37 Latour, Steve. That's what we want to see. That's what we need to be drinking from Stan a little bit. And listen, staying in there after the injuries he's had, toughing out a match where you were getting pretty much dominated for the first half of it. Uh, congrats to Stan. You can see how much it means to him. On to round two. 37, just like his age. I like what you did there, Andy. Stan the man, first win in 15 months. Another guy needing a win. Dominic Team, last victory came in Rome last year in search of his first win of the season, taking on the Italian Fabio Fonini. Yeah, now listen, shots like that are commonplace for Fonini, but I promise you that little uh, opposite movement type situation, helicopter back in volley wasn't the easiest thing. And he says, hey, you know what? I'll, uh, I'll try to do it again. But the guy's a human highlight reel. Uh, and once he gets set there, pick your poison, team guesses right, he goes left. Just that little hesitation opens up the court for him. Well done from, from Fabio there on the first set. Uh, team, still some question marks around that forehand, missing a couple more than normal. And uh, you'll, you'll see uh, the airs are coming in bunches from that side. And also, the pace isn't quite what he wants it to be. And this is telling, Steve, look at Fabio coming in on a very average approach. Wow. You wouldn't have dreamt of doing that against Dominic Team in a clutch moment. Uh, three or four years ago, so still some improvement to be made. But you can see how much this means in front of the home crowd to Fabio Fognini. Good grind to get through that second set. Uh, I hope we see team in full flight very soon, but not quite there yet. Acute analysis. Real G's move in silence like Fognini. Dominic team, Chanda, now 0-5 this season. He's a major champion. He's going to win at some point. What progress did you see today from him? i got to say, Steve, that real G's moving silence line never gets old. I love every time you say it. But, you know, I think for Dominic team, we've talked about, you know, coming back from the injury. And I had, you know, wrist injury. It's not an easy one, especially when you have a big forehand. And for team, he's used to generating a certain amount of pace, a certain amount of depth. And it's effortless when he's playing his best. But you saw at the end of that match, the two forehands that were missed, that's indicative of little lack of confidence, lack of match play, and there's no shortcuts to it. He's just got to keep building. I think he can take some positives from that match uh, and also look at the opportunities he did have and just keep trying to build. There's no easy way to, when you're coming back from injury, you've got to get the matches under your belt. This is the best time of year for Dominic team, and hopefully you know, he's got a couple more opportunities here. Yeah, and listen, we just hope that this isn't a long-term change, right? I remember it was 08. I had a, actually a shoulder injury uh, a little bit of a tear that affected my forehand 
um, in the stroke production way more than it ever did my serve. And I actually had to make a wholesale change pretty much for the rest of my career where uh, it was a more of a defensive shot, a little bit more uh, trajectory. You hope that's not what Dominic team is going to have to, to do because he needs those RPMs uh, on his for uh, on his forehand to be the most effective version of himself. So hopefully it's just a matter of getting those reps in those tough match positions, and we'll start to see it come around, and hopefully it's not something that requires maybe a, a wholesale change. And we'll see if he takes another tournament next week before Roland Garros. A lot more still to get to here on TC Live. More action from Rome. The last Americans to win there, Andre Agassi and Serena Williams. Will any of these stars do the same? Back after this. TC Live is presented by Whole Foods Market. Nurture your nature by the basket and the cart. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Back on TC Live, we are currently in a rain delay in Rome. Last match of the session, Isla Tomjanovic up a set and a break. On the hometown player, Camilla Georgi, we will get you back out to Rome when play resumes. Meantime, earlier today, it was former finalist Madison Keys taking on Angelina Kalinina. The Ukrainian beat Keys in Miami this year, does it again on the dirt, 4-4. Four and four. Kalinina has made the quarterfinals in two of her last three events. Keeps it rolling today. For a look at Tuesday's forecast in Rome, hopefully no rain, here's Fox Weather. Hey there, tennis fans. I'm Fox Weather's Jason Fraser, and here's tomorrow's Italian Open forecast. It's going to be another beautiful one. High temperature in the upper 70s, along with a mix of sun and clouds. And don't forget, you can download the Fox Weather app or stream Fox Weather from your connected TV devices. Love to hear that, Jason. Another beautiful one. The rain was not predicted today. This is our schedule on Tuesday, 5 a.m. Eastern. Coverage begins 2 a.m. Pacific. Then our live coverage on the Bally Sports and T2 Networks, 8 a.m. Eastern, TC Live to follow, and encore coverage all night long from Rome. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Andy Chan to Steve back on TC Live. Just 13 sleeps. Until the start of Roland Garros, we got you covered in Rome this week, qualifying next week, plus action on the ATP and Hologic WTA tours before May 22nd play begins in Paris. 
Last American man to win in Rome, Andre Agassi, 20 years ago. Eight U.S. men in the draw this year, including Seb Korda. Career-high 30 in the world, playing Botic van de Zanschulp. Rematch from Monte Carlo that the American won in straight sets, Chanda. This was a bit different. Yeah, conditions a little bit different here in Rome. The court is a little more slippery, and it just looked like Korda wasn't quite as comfortable with the movement, and Van de Zanschulp was. And he was able to go behind Korda at times, use the angles beautifully, and there, stepping in when he had the opportunity to close out that first set. And the second set would be even more one-sided. Van de Zanschulp see him sliding into some of these shots for quarter not quite as on balance and it showed just didn't quite have the energy here down the stretch that he really needed to contend with the depth and the pace from his opponent and in the end it was quarter missing not quite getting up to that ball very solid win for Botic Vendezenschel. Broke quarter four times saved both of his break points and gets a little revenge from a month ago. How about Tommy Paul looking to get his first win on the European dirt this season? Taking on Spaniard Albert Ramos Vignola, Sandy. Yeah, and that's deceiving because Tommy Paul actually feels very, very comfortable. Uh, this is a good kind of litmus test to where you stand uh, on, on the clay. Ramos Vignola is obviously not going to give you anything. And uh, Tommy Paul, uh, very fluent in how to move on clay as a junior Roland Garros champion. Uh, but he wants to, he, I like what he's doing, getting that backhand up the line, trying to get the traffic directed back towards that forehand, uh, which he can obviously turn on. Uh, serving well, this was a nice put away here. Uh, ups a little bit. I mean, you could have gotten at least a couple credit cards underneath that one, Steve. So uh, Tommy Paul <laughs> looking real good and closing it out in style. Always nice to have a love service game when you're trying to close it out. Quality, quality win on, on the dirty stuff for, uh, for Tommy Paul. Breaks a three-match slide for TP. And then Jensen Brooksby going for his first tour-level win on the surface of clay, facing an Italian wild card, making his season debut at the tour-level, Andy. Yeah, and we know Jensen Brooksby can hit those passing shots. He looked pretty average last week in Madrid, only winning two games on, uh, on RBA. His movement didn't look great. A lot of improvement today, uh, Steve, as you saw him kind of set the deck with that drop shot up for the uh, – the, the one shot uh, passing shot there, but moving a little bit better. You see move the movement into shots a little bit as opposed to afterwards last week. Uh, and we do forget such a quick rise from Brooksby. This is his first uh, clay matches at the at the highest level tournament. So we know we can pick off the returns there. We know the emotion's going to be there. We know it's not going to be for um, a, a lack of analysis or effort uh, on Brooksby. Looked really good today. Hostile crowd uh, got through. Uh, good, good win for, for Jetson. That Womo Sport cap also matching the red clay. I like that. Uh, big day for Canada. Dennis Shapovalov with a win. And Leila Fernandez coming back to beat last year's Roland Garros runner-up, Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova, in three sets. It's going to be a season-changing win for her, in my opinion. Won the title in Monterey. Hadn't got past the round of 16 at any other event. Time now to enter the social net. The inaugural Miami F1 Grand Prix race. Brought out all the stars, including the big names in tennis, Chanda. So both Williams sisters there, Caroline Wozniacki, our colleague now. Jeannie Bouchard was there as well. Yeah, this was who's who. I mean, a big, big event. And it was nice to see a lot of the tennis players out there getting a little pub. And, of course, you know, Caroline Wozniacki. I mean, these couple of moms out here, they've got time, Steve, and I like it. <laughs> I mean, there was a photo of David Beckham, Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, and Lewis Hamilton. Where was Andy Roddick? Where were you, Andy? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I must have missed my invite, but I think there's more uh, women's Grand Slams at the Grand Prix than there were in Rome, Steve. You know, and then then there's the big guy, uh, Juan Martín del Potro also. But 
it's nice to kind of have these days where you can kind of uh, hang out and, and, and celebrate with your uh, tennis brothers and sisters without actually having to go to work, just enjoying the festivities. So cool to see him out and about in Miami. That, that, that was a party. They, they chose to go to the Grand Prix instead of the Kentucky Derby this year. It was, it was a big event in Miami. All right, how about Carlitos? Chucky, as Andy calls him, uh, has chosen to pull out of Rome with Drew from this event, uh, citing that, that injury that he got in, in the match against Rafa Nadal. Andy, the right decision, the wrong decision, what do we think? I mean, it's the right decision uh, if this team says so. You know, we come on here and we, we pretty much just guess, right? But we don't know what health is behind the scene. We don't know what his emotions are like after that big win in Madrid. So if uh, Juan Carlos Ferrero and the rest of his team uh, say that he need, he's going to do better with rest, then that, that's the right call. Um, you know, he, he, it's not as if he has an inexperienced team who hasn't been through anything like this before. So, listen, if you got confidence in bottle, I, I can see taking the week off and, and just preparing, maybe getting in some good gym, gym sessions, uh, et cetera, and let that, that ankle really heal up fully. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, sometimes how you do at a major comes down to the, the, the decisions that you make in those lead-up weeks. And you consider all of the matches, the tournament wins that Alcaraz has had. He's young. I mean, we figure he can play and play and not have to take breaks, but that just isn't the case. And you've got to listen to your body. Andy, as you mentioned, he has an experienced team around him, and that is worth its weight in gold. And you've got to trust your team, listen to your team. And I think so far, he's made the right decision, so there's no reason to question this one. He's got plenty of match play. One Barcelona, one Madrid. Listen, he beat Nadal and Djokovic. Same event on clay. First player to ever do that, 19-year-old. We cannot wait to see him in Paris. Uh, we do have a final now, Chanda, uh, from the match that we left to come to TC Live. Camila Georgie has retired, so Ila Tomjanovic moving on, and the action is complete on a Monday in Rome. We'll be back to wrap up TC Live after this. Roddick Rubin Weissman back on TC Live. Hot shot of the day. Andy, look at this. Yeah, the change in directions here, the soft hands, and then stand up, listen. And then he pumps his fist to the six people that were cheering for him out there today, Steve. But pretty good volley there. Good recovery. Try to play against his movement. Dennis recovers just in time, and then the stick save and a beauty. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a, a hot shot, but he was also a bit of a hot head today. Got a code violation, and then this. Shut the Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Chupavolov did say a lot of things happen in the heat of the moment. I need to be better with my behavior. He apologized to the umpire after. That said, the crowd will remember. Uh, take a look at our Whole Foods tournament summary. Stan Wawrinka gets his first win in 15 months. Naomi Osaka pulled out of Rome with a left Achilles injury, said she needs to be careful in advance of Roland Garros. And Rafa returns to action in Rome on Wednesday. A record 10 titles and 68 match wins. Here's our featured matches on a Tuesday, and they are special. A couple Americans in action. Brandon Nakashima, last week's finalist, Jesse Pagula. That Djokovic Karatsev one is exciting, and so is the one under that. I I'm looking forward to a couple of U.S. Open champions going at it. Raducanu and Andrescu. Let's head back to Rome for a bit of a preview with Danny and Prakash. 
right, Steve, back here at our DraftKings 10 channel desk. Uh, P, Jesse Pagula was a finalist in Madrid. She comes over to Rome. <laughs> How do you think she is going to carry that momentum? First up, she's got Ludmila Samsonova. Brutal draw. Uh, Ludmila is ranked 25 in the world. She knows how to play at the big events, picked up a 500-level title in Germany last year. But I, I love the way Jessie's playing. She's had not too much time to recover, and it, it's always tough going from altitude to here. But I think if she can get through this first one, could possibly have another big week. So I'm going to back the American. Looking forward to opening Tennis Channel's coverage on Tuesday action at 5 a.m. Eastern. All right, so many different matches to choose from, but let, let's go with the two teenage U.S. Open champs, both born in Canada, both with Romanian parents, meeting for the very first time. Radicanu, Andrescu, uh, I know who you favor in this one. Who needs this win more? I think they both need it. I, okay. I certainly, you know, you consider Andrescu coming back from a long injury layoff about six months. She's had some matches under her belt, but she's still trying to build. And she's one of those players that in the past, every time she stepped on, onto the court, she's been able to raise her level and find her game again. I think that's going to come in handy. And that, for me, gives her the slight advantage, just the experience she has relative to Emma Raducanu, who's finding her form a little bit. She's gotten some match wins, but still so few matches on clay in particular. I think it'll be another challenge for her against Andrescu. Andy, on the men's side, Novak Djokovic. He's won the title five times here, 59 wins in Rome. But taking on a guy, Aslan Karatsev, who the only time they met on clay in Serbia, he lost to. Yeah, and I, I think those conditions, if I remember correctly, in Serbia last are a little heavier. Um, you know, I thought Novak looked, looked as good as he has uh, in, in Madrid last week. Actually played a pretty good match. Uh, against Alcaraz also uh, had a lot of clutch serving uh, in that match. And again, like I said with Rafa earlier, they want to get in those tense moments. Uh, I like Djokovic to move through this match on, on, based on the form that, that, uh, that we saw last week from him. Remember the movie The Big Short? Mm -hmm. That's what we had on court today. Most interesting doubles pairing. <laughs> Diego Schwartzman listed at 5'7". Who knows? And John Isner listed at 6'10". How about this, Andy? Yeah, I think if Isner sat down and then Schwartzman stood next to him, they'd be about right. It remind, you, ever, you remember the Danny DeVito, Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, yeah. Twins? Steve, that's, I think, I think that kind of looks like what they would look like if they played professional doubles. Um, but Isner, like, he's like a human ATM machine out there right now on the doubles tour, isn't he? Like, just making the most of it. I love their, I love their, their high five is actually a low five for one of them. You know? It's such a good contrast. And, and I love the respect, though, between them. They've been on the singles court, facing each other, now on the doubles court, having fun with it. Both of their significant others are in attendance, and both were taking selfies after with the two of them. I mean, remember the Labor Cup when, when Diego was like, yeah. thank, thank goodness for the Labor Cup. It's where I met my two brothers, Opelka and Isner. <laughs> It's it, it's so it's so good, and, and you can tell they're having a great time. They're in on the joke the the entire way. Uh, it's just fun to see, it, and it's especially fun those outdoor courts at at, uh, at Rome where they're kind of all together creates a really fun atmosphere. Cool to see. <laughs> Can't wait to see it the rest of the way. They got the win today, ten one in a match tiebreak. So good stuff. They're looking for a team nickname. Tweet us at Tennis Channel if you've got a nickname for Isner Schwartzman. I'm going with the big short right here. Thanks for watching TC Live today presented by Whole Foods. Our coverage from Rome continues next on Tennis Channel.